2: Watching NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 2 Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, who just got thrown off the apron And McJoseph having conniption shit Not really Not as much as Marvinello's veins popping out of his neck What's up? <coughs> it's the one, the only, Brian Rails Who the fuck else? Now, Some of our ladies we will figure this out As I got just a message On Instagram Holy shit This shit's blowing up live And uh, So Yeah we got uh, Yeah I understand But he'll be on In four minutes Yes Luke Cage The dude who literally Helped boost the numbers up Over 7,000 All time listens So this is great you know Over a span of Five years Okay You gotta understand I've helped Yep I'm gonna message this person right now Not Not uh, our guest But this person on Instagram He's really cool Yep I agree You know NXT, TakeOver, Stand, and Deliver hasn't been bad at all. And, Well, you know what? If you didn't like it, then you always have the choice not to show up and watch. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. So, in just a minute's time, or whatever, actually two minutes, you know, we have time to run down the line for NXT. So, the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships with Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart as the current champions, defending against Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell from the way. It was a good match. Very back and forth. Good pacing, you know, all that jazz. But, in the end, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, they did elevate that fucking title, man. It was that match was really good. I liked it. Uh, the championship match, Carrying Cross and Finn Balor that just finished uh, before Kylo Riley and Adam Cole. What a match. You know, it wasn't your stereotypical beat down for carrying cross, but at the same time, okay. We got all Fantasma versus Jordan Devlin. Are we turning Devlin into a baby face? I don't know. I don't think he cares. I don't think some of us care. It told the story, so now there's going to be a few. Yay. We got a tells him he's the champion you absolutely hate and want to throw through a plate glass window, right? I don't know. This just a comment to some guy you made. Again, Wrestle underscore radio. And what else? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. At underscore Brian Rails on Twitter. And for the Facebook it's WrestleRadioNetwork Radio Network forward slash Facebook dot com. The episode right now can be streamed and downloaded on Apple Tunes the day after. Two hours live right after the recording is already done. So that ding you just heard was uh, the man of the hour, yo <coughs> we about to get Say we about to get real. If you ain't real, why are you in wrestling? So, I'm also going to quote Samoa Joe. If you say I'm going to fake it to you make it, you're going to be faking it to the rest of your life. So, with that being said, our guest is about to join in on the fray. So, I'm continuously watching live. Adam, Cole. ooh, wee. Hang on a second. Uh <laughs> Uh one second. I'm sorry. A little technical difficulties going on right here on off the rails uncensored. Uh it's a bit cold and my Yankees lost. <laughs> but uh I guarantee we are gonna get our guests some way, shape or form. But like I said I'm watching Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly beat the everliving snot out of each other, so uh this is great, I'm multitasking and I got the man of the hour right now, sorry we couldn't fit Nashville into the frame, my friend, but Memphis's favorite son, Luke Cage, welcome back, my friend,
1: dude, what is going on, man?
2: Well, right now, it's NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. It's Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. And um, right now, there's a bunch of chairs in the ring, and they're beating the shit out of each other. I'm loving it.
1: Oh, hey, yeah. Um, That's, sounds about right. <laughs>
2: eventually, my friend, I hope to see you against Cameron Grimes in, in NXT, or not just versus him. I hope to see you versus a lot of people, dude. You know, for starters, folks, Luke is a champion for USACW. And second of all, I know he's just going to be humble and say I can be a face. I want WWE or somebody, NWA, anybody, pop this dude's cherry and make him heal. Do you know why? Do you know why? <laughs> I'll explain. Because the man is infatuated with Randy Orton. And that is like the number one example of a fucking tweener if I haven't seen one. Okay. And my, my friend looked at him and was like, you know, he could just look at him and goes, he can pose like Randy, so why not be the asshole that Randy Orton can be? And I was like, because, uh, dude. I
1: mean, yeah, well. What are the, it's more than things, I guess.
2: <laughs>
1: I want to so bad. Yeah. Man. So, so bad.
2: It'd be for real if you get your ass out of fucking Tennessee, and come out east to the Monster Factory. I guarantee it's up to you, they're not going to tell you well heels the way to go, but they're going to tell you well you need to be versatile.
1: Right. Because,
2: cause honestly, I've seen I've seen the videos you sent me, and I was like, God, dude can wrestle against any guy, any size. He, you know, he's got good skill. I'm not being biased, but after looking at right. you, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> After looking at you I'm like well, Maybe I'll see that You can live, live in color When this shit's over But at the same time I spent Some time In Guthrie, Oklahoma Over the weekend With a friend of mine And I'm like Hmm These two have Similar styles They both like Suplexing the shit Out of people Hmm yes. I wonder <laughs> Like that seems to be A common <laughs> fucking trend Among wrestlers Like they like the German They like to do the Belly to back there's a oh yeah,
1: belly to belly, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I love. Yeah, him. and
2: I, I watched. Yeah, and I, I watched a match, and I'm going to be quite honest with you. I told my friend this. I said, "Hey, you know, you did a great job, but why did the manager have five interference spots?
0: <laughs> in and, my match, you know
2: what I mean? It's, 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 no, not in your match. I'm talking about my friends. Yeah, there's a oh. uh, there's a spot where the guy hasn't. There's, you know, the manager normally grabs a worker on the ropes and then the crowd boos the fuck yeah. out of him. But, like, there, there's a point when the guy's going all over the joint and I'm like, I'm getting dizzy watching this asshole, okay? And, I, and I'm saying this as a manager, I'm like, why, don't this, why doesn't this fucker stay in one spot? Why is he, like, running all over the fucking joint? Because then that makes it obvious, oh, there's an interference spot coming up next. Oh, there's another interference spot. And then by the third one, I'm like, is somebody going to clean this fucker's clock? I mean, for real. <laughs> like, I like sitting there watching, it, like,
1: dude.
2: Something. Yeah, but, like, uh, I was watching it going, if anybody else is watching this match as a worker, you're saying to yourself, why didn't anybody spear the fuck out of him? Why? <laughs> or punch punches lights out, something. Come up and kendo stick, chair, Hardware, 2x4, baseball bat, something. And my friends are like, what did he do? I said, dude, if I'm sitting as a manager on the apron. They didn't pay to see me. They came to see the fucking workers.
1: Right.
2: Well, okay? You know what I mean? And I watched that event. It wasn't a bad event. I had fun. Um, although, you know, I know I'm not supposed to be chatting about you know, normalized shit, but WrestleMania weekend is on the horizon, and I know there's a lot of matches, you know, to have two cards because thank God. Dude, I've have, have you ever Good Lord. Yeah, there's two there's two cards, right? Mhm. And I thought to myself, I was like, I wonder I know which match might partake in Luke's interest, but we're gonna go down the line here on off the rails uncensored because this is something my show is not accustomed to because normally it's just me psycho rambling on about what I liked and what I didn't like. So I'm going to pull up the card here for WrestleMania right now on my iPad because I don't don't have anything in particular order. That's just me. I'm regularly on the fly.
1: (laughs) I like Like. it.
2: Yep. And so WrestleMania 37 is supposed to go to WrestleMania 36 until the fucker got canceled due to – how do I put this massive Massive virus I don't want to start the political shit on wrestling But a lot of people You messaging me on Instagram I'm not going to open that shit up Because that's <laughs> a can of worms that I'm pissed about Because uh, instead of uh, Southwest refunding Me, you know Refund back to my account They're like, oh you have some odd amount for credit And you can only go to Tampa And I was like Listening to this bullshit going Well, I know how to pick them I've been to I've been going to Mania's dude since Mania twenty. Um, oh, wow. the first one was Mania Twenty. My real the real Mania that I remember was Mania twenty nine and I went with a friend of mine to New York, okay, like like the New York one of course and I said, Hey, it's in our backyard, do you wanna go? And he was like, Oh yeah, for sure And let me tell you, dude, if I see you in NXT at NXT TakeOver on a program, I'm going to say proud fucking
1: moment. No. Because, <laughs> man, I really appreciate the locker <laughs> man
2: The <laughs> real, dude, like, honestly Like, let's get this shit going Because I tell Like, I tell some people, I'm like, you know You deserve a better locker room Not to say that your peers aren't bad But you deserve a better locker room Meaning one with your name One with, you know, the maybe the marquee for the main event Maybe, or co-main event I mean, Or <sighs> Something that you know, fucking look forward to Sorry, pardon my French, folks Um Let's see here. That that uh, that
1: card. Uh, my I just take what I'm given, now.
2: And that's a good attitude to have. Um, the, the, the card. Thank you, Vinny. Thank you. Predictions and matches. Okay, here we are. So there's a few tag team championships on the line. This is WWE. Never stays away. So, Raw Tag Team Championship, The New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. Dodge you know, (laughs) I don't know what your thoughts are on that match, but I'm going to weigh in on that one. I'm going to pick uh, AJ Styles and Omos.
1: Well, I like AJ. I like AJ Styles, but I don't really watch any of the others, to be quite honest with you.
2: That's okay, man. I just saw somebody get paylaid kicked into a chair on the bottom buckle. And that was Adam Cole rifling through Kyle O'Reilly. Sorry, folks. I'm going in between back and forth uh, NXT TakeOver, Stand the liver, Dude, I went to I'm all well. the TakeOvers in, Bro- in Brooklyn and um, let me tell you, if you want a match that'll make you cry, I'm serious. I'm a grown-ass man and I I was sitting in the freaking nosebleeds watching Bailey and Sasha and oh, wow. I can tell you, like, uh-huh, and I sat there, I have a program uh, from the very first takeover, um, and I'm telling you, dude, like, I keep saying to you, I know you are a humble, humble dude, my friends are like, why does not he, you know, try out performance center, why didn't you? I'm like, dude, dude, give him time, you know, let him get an expensive resume, and then he'll yeah. traverse, so wherever he goes, but I really... And I'm suggesting to folks get your ass out to Monster Factory because I've been there twice and I'm not even a worker. <sighs> Danny Cage, I know you probably don't listen to my show, but what's funny is I get emails and offers all the time to go to one of his, you know, house shows at, at Monster Factory. And dude, there's like, I don't know how many people is allowed capacity-wise, but normally Monster Factory draws like 200, 300 people.
1: It's, Jeez. Where
2: you know Matt Riddle resided from, it's where Sheamus came from. Right. You know what I mean, and so he has got a terrible name. So let's move down the line, folks, and matches. So Seth Rollins versus <laughs> Cesaro. Wow. Um, I'm gonna take Seth on this one because I think Cesaro's great, but I really, you, you never know what Seth's gonna pull out of the hat. So I'm gonna take, I'm gonna go with brains over brawn on this one. Who do you got with Seth or Cesaro?
1: Seth Rollins or Cesaro? Mhm. Uh, I like Cesaro, man. I, they need to give him a like a major run. In my personal opinion, like
2: it's, it's been a long time coming <sighs> since he's so game, good. Let me tell you, he's so good. Yeah. He's extremely nice to fans too. Um, met him at Access, and he's like, "Oh, mm. you know, what'd you bring for me today?" He's like breakfast of champions or just a pin, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like a breakfast of champions. Like, oh yeah, you taking me out to IHOP? Okay, you're paying. You know, it was funny. Oh, He's just a funny guy. Hell oh yeah. goodness, That's this,
1: awesome.
2: this is the match that really I I, I like Shane, I like Braun, but the thing that pissed me off the most on Raw when you're doing an angle with a big a guy that can literally beat your brains in. With his fist Okay And then he stands there In the ring and says I've dealt with bullies All my life I said to myself In my head Is bullshit One word or two
1: <laughs> He was probably that size In like Fifth grade
2: Ron Strowman's like Seven feet tall dude And it's like I hate to steal a line from the worst fucker in the whole wide world. I don't care if you're listening, you piece of shit. And trust me, this is why it's called off the rails uncensored. Enzo, yeah, I hate stealing lines from him, but uh, he's seven feet tall and you can't see that.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, dude, it's like, look, are you seriously giving him, feeding him the lines of being bullied? No. Because I'm bullied because of the way I look.
1: Ugh. Yeah,
2: That was the okay. one That was the one line that didn't draw sure. me into this They're like oh it's going to be a cage match Between Shane and I was like okay now it favors Shane Do you know why? Because he's a As he put it he's a man. and knowing his Father which God I, I love Vince to death But you know thanking him for every Single mania he's ever given us but Uh if there's one thing I know about the stories with the McMahons, it's that they don't play fair. So I'm going to have to take Shane in this one, and I would yeah. like to know your personal pick uh, in this match.
1: Um, I'd go with Shane as well, to be quite honest, quite honest with you. And this Definitely one pisses Shane. me off too. Uh,
2: Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus Miz and John Morrison. I hope, um, um, I hope personally yeah. that... Who do you got on this one?
1: <laughs> um, I probably won't watch that one. <laughs> I don't, know I don't if I'll watch want to, that. One. And I don't blame uh, you. Here's
2: why, folks, because he won't say I will. I know I'm probably never going to garner a job for WWE, but here goes. When you hire on a celebrity and fucking baby them to no end, and Cornette has said this millions of times, they're there for an attraction. They they're a draw. For the 18,500 watching that match, I apologize in advance for the bullshit you were about to witness.
0: Because
2: Bad, <laughs> Bad Bunny trained for what? Four weeks at the Performance Center? Like, oh, he's going to take the spot. You shouldn't yeah, be study what he does. I no, I'm not going to. I'm just telling you. Well, I'm just telling you, like, you really want to know what I think of Bad Bunny and, and Damien Priest. I like Damien Priest. He's a Monster Factory kid. A Monster Factory guy. But fucking shit. Why is he playing babysitter to Bad Bunny? Can someone explain that to me? Like, what did Damian Priest? I mean, he's <sighs> Vince McMahon's wet dream? Because he's six foot six and he's three hundred some odd pounds, and he's a big dude. and He can fucking move, and he's agile for a big dude. He's amazing. But you saddled him with a celebrity to be a liaison, really? Okay. <laughs> Moving forward, SmackDown Women's Championship. Now this, I like. Okay. Bianca, like, Knoxville's own, so Tennessee's product, right? One of many. One of many, because Luke mm-hmm. Cage is the future, mm-hmm. future champ, right? You know what, dude? I thought of something last night to tell you, but I know you don't watch NXT, but, you know, I think you could garner the North American Championship. Hey. Yeah? That's a, that's a title that they're, like, been batting, you know, the Adam Cole's held it, you know, Johnny Gargano, Ricochet,
1: so, why not add Luke Cage's name to that man? <laughs> you never know, man. maybe one day I hope i would it would seriously be crazy to just comp- even compete with those guys but um, just so steal I, I the definitely you're
2: killing these smalls you're killing these smalls. it honestly, it's like one day eventually, hopefully I always tell guys like hmm,
1: I mean you never know i mean you- it's not it's not guaranteed. That's One of my guests already ended reality up at the performance
2: center. Well, here's the thing, Jake, I think Jake Logan. Dude's got size, you've got okay. How do I put this? It's not the Midas touch and they're like, It's not your show that gets them there, it's them that gets them there. I said I know. I like I like playing the devil's advocate though with ego. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoever ends up on my show ends up somewhere big, like, okay, Travis Whip Gordon, Ring of Honor. <laughs> Brian Pillman Jr., okay, because of name, and also he, and he, he does good in the ring. And then who else? Hmm. Oh, Luke Cage, who may future end up when this, you know, crap is over. Guys, you may see this guy in a billboard in Times Square from Madison Square Garden, and fuck my roommates, they're laughing their pits off right now. Oh, come
1: on, man. Like,
2: but, like, come hey, on, let's
1: not get too crazy with this now. I'm still a rookie in Tennessee, so
2: But you get you know what, dude, I like I like okay guys, I like Luke and I like his attitude. I think it's very like I said it's very humble and they're like, Are you testing him on Instagram? I was like, No, no, I'm not testing this dude. I know that and I like, like, this dude has a great attitude Like, that's a good aura to have in a locker room Especially in wrestling Because there's a lot of assholes that walk through the indies Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this, brother And I'm going to do that, bro you got to take
1: this fucking shit over you to know,
2: be, be ready for my I'm like, dude. Mm. Yeah and, you know, some, and, like, some people are like Why don't you be quiet about it? I'm like, because, no Like, honestly I listen and then I have to go bang my head into the wall because it's like, really? You fucking for real? You still have a fucking gymnasium, you're not Hogan. And second of all, like... Oh, he was doing it before Tim Bauer. Oh. (sighs) Or he was doing it before this guy, he made it famous. And like, then why didn't he take the next step? (sighs) Okay. So SmackDown Live Women's Championship, Sasha versus Bianca Belair. I'm going to say it nicely. Bianca better win that fucking championship. She's going to make the second woman in history look like a fucking fool. Like Oscar. As I was there for Mania 34, and I, and I was like, okay, cool. You know, for sure they're going to give Asuka the opportunity to win a championship. It was a good match, Charlotte, Charlotte versus Oscar, and this is very similar. You've got Bianca Belair at the B-E-E-S-T of uh, – WWE versus the boss, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. This is a tough one for me, but I'm going to go with mm. uh, Bianca Belair, who's like the, uh, I don't know, she's not favored to win, but she's kind of like the underdog, so I'm
1: going to shoot for Bianca. Yeah, I'm going to go for the underdog as well. Probably won't. I probably won't catch that match either, but I'm definitely going to go for the underdog. On that one, I'm definitely
2: like Bianca because in NXT, dude, she gave Shayna Baszler a run for her money, and they're just like, "Oh, she's not ready yet." Maybe it leads on to bigger and better things because you then you have, let's see here, the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Um, <clears throat> I smell a screw job out of this whole thing because there's no way that the Hercules <throat> just stand there and MVP just lets you know Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander talk to him. In a certain kind of way and they throw them into the wall i'm like okay yeah i hate yeah, stories but i'll go i'll just roll with it and they're like we should be just satisfied as a fan i'm like okay there's another peeve of mine telling a fan how to feel Mm-mm. Oof. And i just got told that on instagram it's like maybe if you just once were fucking satisfied i was like um hello ouch <laughs> I was like, no, dude, because I've been to several manias where it was shit-tastic, okay? And I can say that because I've been to all the – And okay, I usually go to the takeovers before that, and I've seen matches that make you go, whoa, you know, that was cool, or oh, that was awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not
2: complaining of being at the spectacle that people wish they could go to eventually one day. Like, It is like the Super Bowl of all Super Bowls, and when I say shit-tastic – It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. Some of the matches that I've seen and and gone down have not been, you know, it's like, oh, man, it could have been better. what you expected. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm not like bored this whole night. Like, I'm grateful to go. Like, most people would kill the Mania. But I'm telling you, dog, like, sitting there for six hours, okay, you sit there. It's like the fucking Super Bowl. You He's um uh, God bless America sung by some like famous person or whatever it's like you know then you hear some drunk asshole spouting off oh spoken shit, you know, and then you know walk storms <laughs> off. I was there for taker streak ending, and I wanted to throw something, oh you my know. God, like, you could hear a pin. I was dude, you could hear a pen drop, and i'm I'm just gonna sit there and say it it's gonna feel weird it's gonna feel weird with the undertaker. And Sean and Hunter, not wrestling, but knowing oh, I'm Hunter, will sure. probably find a way to fucking work. So, that the match between McIntyre and Lashley, I'm picking Lashley to retain, um, because there's no way in hell that that obvious storyline that just broke the TV that Michael Hayes and some, you know, production crew and them have written it because they're like, well, maybe the fans will be fooled, y'all. Michael! Nah. It's 2021. I love you, but can you please? Oh, God, I can. I can request him to keep the fucking times, but that's not going to happen. And he's like, "Well, I, you know." He sit there, and I actually shook hands with the dude after being an extra in WWE. But that's besides the point. It's not about me. It's about WrestleMania. And so, <laughs> night two is going to feature United States Championship, Matt Riddle versus Sheamus. Wow, two Monster Factory guys again. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm gonna pick. Holy crap, this is a tough one, and I don't know if Sheamus winning the U.S. title would do him any good because Sheamus is. I think he should be in a bigger title picture than he is.
1: Uh, me too. He is a look at of human work. being.
2: Dude, he freaking is the nicest. Nicest guy you'll ever meet and very, very welcoming, very, you know, hi lads, how you doing? One, you know, one response is fine. And he's like, okay. I guess, well, take care of yourselves. You know, it was very, he's very nice and very friendly. So yeah. my pick, my pick I'm going to pick for this tonight. Um, ooh, I'm going to go with Riddle on this one because Matt Riddle is one of those Are workers you? that... Oh, uh, yeah, dude, because Riddle is, like, the person that most people are like, oh, well, uh, I, don't, <clears throat> I don't suspect he'll win, but, and holy shit, they just went through the stage, Adam Cole and uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Holy fuck. Going to end up in no contest here in front of you. Anyway, sorry, folks, I'm getting distracted. Let me see this again. What is, what's going on? Oh. Adam Cole just literally slammed his former best friend through the stage, and it's like, oh shit! <laughs> that looked nasty. Uh, Kevin Owens was uh, versus Sami Zayn with Logan Paul. Ooh, okay, uh, the one on the
1: outside.
2: I'm gonna pick KO on that one.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with KO.
2: Uh, Intercontinental Championship: Big E versus Apollo Cruz. Oh God. Another match that might may or may not be good it's like and I uh, people have laughed at me when I use this analogy but it's like hmm, black panther very similar one guy wanted to take over the entire kingdom and say I've had this dread since blah 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 blah." but if you ask me that's a snooze match I'm gonna pick uh, I don't know if they're gonna actually pick Apollo Crews to win a championship finally but I'm gonna pick Big E to
1: retain yeah I like Big E so I got a big E too. Here's what this one: uh, oh, this is a Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Randy.
2: Yeah, the Fiend Bray uh, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton.
1: Ooh. Mm. Uh, oh my. Is it gonna be an actual match, or is it gonna be a movie? It says. It doesn't say.
2: It just says it's a regular match, but. uh it says that Alexa Bliss is going to be alongside uh, Bray. So um, well, well, I don't know if I, this is a tough one. I both like Randy and I like Bray, but if you ask me who I like to win this match, oh fuck, that's a toughie. And I say that because I like Bray's like or like his mind games that he's been playing with Randy, and I like the fact that Alexa Bliss has been doing the same shit. But I. Oof. I'm torn, man. This is a tough fucking match to decide. I'm going to say Bray Wyatt because oh. I don't know exactly what mind games he'll be playing, and I don't know if this is going to be a regular match, but if that's, if it's not a regular match, it oh. goes in favor of Bray. If it's one of them last man standing slash hardcore rules, Yes, Randy Orton's going to whoop the fuck out of Bray And I mean that in the most sincerest of ways Because Bray Wyatt does not have a winning record at Wrestlemania
1: He's the opposite of The Undertaker Yeah, well Well, it's just I'm just going to go with Orton Short answer Alright, that's cool, man (laughs) Let's see
2: Raw Women's Championship, Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. Um, Wow. QNXT along. I'm going to pick
0: Rhea.
2: I'm going to pick Rhea because... uh... Hello? And uh, let's see. I'm oh, sorry, I was uh reading a question on facebook.
1: uh I don't know who he's gonna pick.
2: I mind him getting blown up on Facebook yeah um, you can' see here nothing you see. This guy asked a question on Facebook it said if he had to pick a if you had to pick a partner with Randy Orton uh, to face any other, you know, trio, and who would you pick? And I said, well, what's his options? Who's his opponent? So, I don't know.
1: So, me and Orton in a tag match against a three-man team? Is that what you're asking?
2: If you had to pick a third partner. Oh, no, yeah, it's – he's asking, like, so if Luke had to pick – uh, person alongside Randy Orton To face any trio At Wrestlemania Who would you pick To tag along with you and Randy Is basically what he said Because he's like maybe I wasn't specific I'm like oh okay oh. I don't know
1: uh, if, it, if it were a dream Fucking scenario It'd be Brock Lesnar That's interesting. My, one of my personal... Another one of my personal faves. That makes...
2: Fuck. Goodness, So, I don't tell the story. You know, locker room stories aren't supposed to leave when you're an extra, but... Oh, well. <laughs> the night that Lesnar and Taker had the pull-apart when my buddy, the one that I saw in Oklahoma was uh, working as an extra for that pull-apart. Lesnar and my friend had a moment in the locker room that stared each other down, and Lesnar just looked at my friend up and down. My friend didn't back down, and I said, damn it, I wish I was fucking there to see it. But
1: oh, no. I
2: said, are you serious? Yeah, I'm saying, are you serious? And he goes, yeah. And just laughing, It's like, he sizes people up and down. I said, dude, that would have been perfect if Paul Heyman was there, because you know, a lot of people had told me the Yankees hat and a ponytail—I kind of do look like Paul. Yeah, but I'm not. But I'm not the legend that Paul Heyman, will, you know, and I'm never going to be the level that Paul was. He's a fucking. It was like the Spielberg of, of professional wrestling for me. Right. Oh yeah! Universal Championship. Most definitely. Let's see here. Yeah, let's see. Universal Championship: Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. Oh God! Um, I want to say Daniel Bryan, but I know I'm going to get and you know hot water with some folks. But come on, yes, I know Edge won a champion. You know he won the Royal Rumble. He won the right to go and he, oh, he's such the sob story that he come back from neck surgery. Look, guys, I've heard stories about Edge that may shatter people's dreams. About meeting him one day (laughs) Okay But And not just purge stories Like I at WrestleCon Here's the thing about Edge Yes he won the Royal Rumble And yes he's an amazing talent But
1: um,
2: Christian is much nicer folks And two If you have an autograph line He cuts it off I'll never forget that
1: Edge does?
2: Yes, he does, sir. Uh, You know, at WrestleCon, they have a certain time when the superstar is going to be there, and they tell you which times, and they sign up online. Well, I signed up online, and uh, like I said, I understand that he's got a schedule that he's got to work with. You know, I can't expect him to stay there all day long. I get it, but when... You say there's a cutoff, and then I'm like twentieth in line, and you decide to say, "Oh, I'm going to call it."
1: Holy so, just a
2: word to the wise. Just a word to the wise, folks. I get it. Workers cannot work within like a six-hour schedule. I understand that, but if you say I'm going to try and take care of everyone, and then turn right around and say I'm going to cancel, yeah, I have issue with you and then proceed to rip my friend's uncle a new asshole because he asked nicely, you know, he wasn't he wasn't a super dick about it, you know, and was like, "Hey, you know, I'm a big fan." And I was like, I not he didn't say I'm a big fan while he was eating, we, you know, waited till things were clear, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't my friend can tell the story a lot better. But basically, essentially, Edge is not the nicest person outside from what you see on documentaries and on WWE Network. That's not mm-hmm. him. Okay. Oh. Like,
0: Interesting. for example,
2: you know, like Sting. Sting was nice like when I when I visited Kansas City. Okay, went to Barto Hall to see him. I was nervous because I got late. You know, had a little delay in the flight, and so you know, I get to get actually with well, the night before. I went and got my friend in Columbia, Missouri. And he'd come over Mm. and spend the night, and then we we woke up late, and so I had to go right after, like, whatever we got done. And I was worried. I was like, oh, shit, his cutoff time is 3 p.m. And Sting told me, like, as long as you don't psychobabble, you know, just get your autographs, like, take your picture and get off the stage. Like, that's the nicest thing any worker has ever fucking done. And and I just want to point out, uh, Jeff Hardy also does the same thing. Like, I guess Matt and Reby wanted to go home. He's like, no, no, we're, you know, these fans have been wrapping around. You know, why don't we stay? And Jeff saw, you know, what I was wearing. He goes, oh man. He goes, you wearing Raiders shit? He goes, what's wrong with you? Yeah, he was very nice. He was very nice, and he's like, hey, he goes. I'll give you credit, man. You got balls walking in cowboy country. He goes, fuck them boys, man. He goes, it's all about the Panthers. I was like, okay. All right. I, huh.
1: He likes the Panthers.
2: Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, well, you well. know. <laughs> They're like, when you live in New York, you don't cheer for the Jets. I don't have enough time to go to church to pray for them fuckers. And second of all, <laughs> not a giant fan. Fuck them too, the Bills. Nope, that's they're the only team in New York. So like, they're like, uh, who would you cheer for? Is like none. Well, who do you cheer for? The Raiders. Oh, I'm sorry. And I go, put okay, that, you fucks. I don't care. Oh man. So that's the main event of card two is the triple threat. Are you fucking kidding me? Roman Reigns is not a bad worker, folks. It's just the people that are, have created the illusion that he can come out to the same entrance after eight years. <laughs> and it's like, why? Uh, why can't go back to NXT days when he could come out to something different, you know? But I don't, I don't fucking care. The man overcame leukemia, and that was awesome, you know. I have a, my dad has has cancer, so. I'm happy that somebody Yeah I'm sad but also like Happy that someone showed The whole universe That you can overcome anything And he's in remission I was like oh dude that's the best fucking announcement ever And um By the way Fuck cancer because it's not I remember the day my mom Told me I was sitting on the bed And um, she said By the way you know your dad was diagnosed With cancer today And I just, I sat there, you know, it's like something you don't prepare yourself for. So when Roman Reigns said, you know, I, he walked out and he said, I'm not saying this as Roman, I'm saying this as Joe. And you know, it's a real moment when someone says something, okay, like, uh, they have cancer, they're dying or something like that. And some, I'm going to tell you a story, Luke. So, okay, the friend that went with me to see Sting, uh, his name is Chris, the mad props mm-hmm. to you do for, you know, letting me come and get you. But um, we were sitting at Royal Rumble in Houston. And there was a dude sitting adjacent right next to the left of us. And he said, oh, I bet you it's just a gimmick. I bet you he really doesn't have cancer. I about turned around and punched the I wanted to punch this dude in the face
1: so oh bad. Oh, my gosh. What the he fuck? sat there and
2: said... He said, I can't believe, yo, like, they're really egging this on. I'm like, dude, someone, his dad had to tell him, like, dude, I don't think he has, um, I don't think he can fake leukemia. And I turned right around and said, this ain't a fucking story, dude. Like, you really going to sit there and think that someone's going to fake cancer? Like, really? Fuck you.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: So... Ladies and gentlemen, that was the card for WrestleMania, and I'm going to sit here and tell you right now, as I said with my iPad, and I'm going to queue up uh, the normal thing that I normally do. I'm, the Yankees aren't playing baseball. That's not my excuse for doing a Thursday show. Thank you to my roommate who just asked that dumb question. Well, so the Yankees ain't playing, so you got to guess? I'm saying, yes, douche. This dude is the future of wrestling, Okay.
1: He's one of the futures of Russia. Oh, man. Yeah. What are you being so humble for? That's just how I am, brother. That's just how I am. I'm still not used to it, you know. It's still also surreal, even at this level. It's it's surreal.
2: Well, all right, folks. This is the point in the show. Well, uh, if you have children under the age of 18... This show contains a lot of expletives, as you've heard earlier, right? So F-bombs be dropping down more than D-Day, okay? If you repeat any of what I say, you are one dumb motherfucker. And two, I am not responsible for your child getting detention, detained, or asked what is psychologically wrong with you. Okay? I'm not responsible for that. That's the disclaimer. Okay? this show contains expletives not suitable for minors under the age of eighteen any likeness or repetition or repeat <clears throat> any show that decides they want to copy the format or likeness of off the rails uncensored a coin phrase created in two thousand seventeen march seventh two thousand seventeen by the way March actually sixteen my bad march 7th thousand sixteen you will be fined forty five dollars for every use of the word or phrase off the rails, unsensan, and yes, it will go into my account. All right, so uh, buckle up, fuckers. I am not responsible for the psychological uh, trauma that is about to be given to you all. Listen to, okay? So, without further ado, can one of the roommates that are not drunk hit my you know hit the cue? I'm serious. You gotta hit the button. One of you. Please. With a cherry on top, cream of the crop.
0: Look in my eyes, what do you see? The cost of something out
2: Okay, so if I'm going down the lane, uh, memory lane, uh, let's see, Wrestlemania, is that the next question that I was just asked? What mania that I went to? Oh, dude. <laughs> the manias that I went to, let me tell you, until I went to NXT Takeovers, the manias that I liked, twenty, twenty nine, mm, 33 was not good. 34, sucked balls. 35, yes. 36, amazing. Uh, 37, I don't know yet. It hasn't happened yet, so I can't really critique it and say it sucked. But I got to say, dude, like, after digging into the archives of me, let's dig into the archives of Luke. Okay, which mania, if you had
1: to pick, was most memorable for you? Um, to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever seen a full Mania show, either on pay-per-view or in person. We always had to catch it, like, by the clips and by YouTube and stuff like that, but, um, uh, there's so many matches, so many matches I like. It's more matches instead of the whole show, I should say. And that's
2: fine, dude, because WrestleMania is like, oh, it's like, okay, folks, so how do I put, Luke and I both know this. It's like sitting down, trying to sit down for four and a half, five hours, literally, and watching a bigger version of Raw, SmackDown Live, and NXT. And I say that nicely because on the card, you know, you're so used to, if you're so used to going to a local show, like an indie show, Uh, Their cards are long I mean it's two hours Three hours long But that's because The promoter Decides Okay we're going to have you do this We're going to have you This person go over And they pull a meeting And they say Okay Tonight you know We're going to honor this person Or tonight we're going to do this And I said It's not how every indie show works I'm pretty sure it's different You know but Essentially dude like I got asked the last question. Like it's funny they go. <clears throat> so, if he, it's like, what was it? Oh my god! they first okay. So if he got chosen to go to any division in wrestling, you know what would, where, where would he choose to go? That's the same question you asked last time, bro. But seriously, the same question you asked. And that's kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, it's not, it's not to say that it's bad, but. Right. If right. He went to NXT, UK, NXT, if they had Japan. I'm like, well, dude, there's New Japan, there's IWGP, there's ICW. There's a shit ton out there, and that's good because then that means Luke has more opportunity to shine wherever he ends up. It just. Right. Am I. You know what I mean? Like, if you have the opportunity, okay? Can you ask a different question because you're going around in circles? <laughs> no, seriously, bro. But like, I appreciate it, and I wrestle underscore radio, uh, wrestle radio network forward slash Facebook dot com. Oh. Hi. All right. <clears throat> let's let's see. Okay, so they want to ask. Does Luke prefer tag team over solo or does he prefer solo over tag team? Hmm. Um, that is it, a good
1: question. De- it depends on the the partner as well as the opponent. If it's, if it's an angle style tag team match, absolutely. But if it's kind of just a, a put together kind of thing, like I, I like them, but it's not really what I'm comfortable doing. Um, more so, I like solo action the best. I prefer. I think to solo, be solo action
2: gives a worker. Well, some guys are built for tag team. Some guys are built for solo. And I just want to point out here: it doesn't matter what you are, as long as you're working. Exactly. And, you know. You just take the opportunity that the promoter gives you and it's like, Okay, I like you with this 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 guy right here, you guys will be a team and here's your you know I do not and I wanna just bring this to your attention, dude. I know that I mentioned a lot you know, manage you know, manager this, manager that to workers, but it all depends on the manager. Like if you have a baby face manager like Jimmy Hart, who is an example of a great baby face manager or um Back in the day, Captain Lou Albano. I uh, or hell, you know, even Jim Cornette. Mm-hmm. And I know Jim gets a lot of flack for being the asshole who's being straight up honest. I don't give a fuck. I love Jim to death. Um, and and this will be well then you must love racism, really, dude? Did you just say that to me?
1: Wow. Didn't he vote? I don't know. Another- wasn't he, like, this dude basically strongly against Donald Trump?
2: Well, sure he, like, okay.
1: Not well, to make Cornette it political. To, anything, but I'm just,
2: he posted a lot of shit about Donald Trump and how he detested him. And a lot of people were saying, well, aren't you calling the kettle black because you two are, like, a racist for what you said about this gimmick and that gimmick. And I'm like, look, why can't you all just Take a fucking step back and think it's professional wrestling. And Jim Cornette made a comment, and it involved a noose and this, that, the other. He's like, well, if you leave it on this call, I don't recall exactly what the quote was. Even, you know, to the point where he says some stupid shit and does, you know, he says, I probably am going to get in trouble for saying this. And he says it all the time on his podcast. So how can you fault for being honest, you know, about certain situations? Now yeah. granted, yes. He, he's just honest with a lot of stuff, dude. That's just my personal opinion about Jim.
1: Like he's just he's honest he's in a position to not worry about getting blacklisted or anything like that. So he's able well, to voice WWE obviously letting back in, so
2: I'm just saying like a lot of it's, they're like you like Cornette. They like you must like racism. Like really, how is he racist? How? Oh, is it because he gave New Jack a gangster gimmick, like his in nineteen ninety four in Smoky Mountain Pro, which resided in Tennessee, and Cornette somehow garnered a lot of audience, and the the place was jam packed. in New Jack, he let New Jack have free range. Okay. Yeah. And so. So the whole story with New Jack is one one night he couldn't his throat was killing him, so he got, like a, a baby white doll from Walmart, okay, and he put a small stick and he put like a string around its neck, okay. Oh. So how is that? So y'all explaining to me how that's racist when you know New Jack's dumb as fuck. And you know, I don't care. I don't care if the man staples my forehead. I really don't. Because New Jack has a lot of nerve to talk about Jerry Lawler's son the day after it happened. Uh. The day after the death Mm -hmm. of Jerry Lawler's son, New Jack went on Twitter and basically said, no one cares about, you know, Brian Lawler. Too soon. Mm-hmm. Exactly what was said. That's exactly what was said. And yes, I know it's being petty by mentioning shit like that, but I'm mentioning shit that Jim used to do. He said, "Hey, he goes all. All I had to have New Jack is, hey, can you go out there and piss off a bunch of white people? Okay, so Cornette's racist. Then he pissed off his own kind because they literally had had security escorts and police escort New Jack and Mustafa and D'Lo Brown out." <laughs> Of the state because it was that bad. (sighs) Uh, Because people were saying, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, there was that. And Jim Cornette said, I remember he's like, I can't indict New Jack for doing certain stuff. He was talking about the mass transit incident where a 17 year old lied about his age and said, you know, hey, he came up to New Jack and said, can I, you know, get this offense in and can I bleed? First of all, the rule in wrestling is do not ever say, can I get said offense and And two, I mean, bleed, okay. So New Jack took the end of a stick. Uh, you know, I'm like, uh, I don't know what blade he used, but fuck. This kid was ripped open, and he started bleeding uh. like a fucking faucet.
0: Yeah, it was like bleeding
2: like a faucet. And d was this kid's partner, okay? And I'm not trying to get off topic here, but you all want to mention how Jim Cornette's racist. There's a lot worse fucking things in wrestling that you will never ever hear about, but you read about and you think, is it true? Did this really happen? There's a lot of racist incidents, dudes. Come on. Oh, fuck on with this shit. You think you think Jim Cornette's racist? Michael Hayes, anyone? Hello. I mean, look at Asuka and Shinsuke Nakamura. Let's talk about that. You want to talk about screwing people out of a Rumble victory. There are only four other individuals that have lost their opportunity for a championship. Asuka, Shinsuke, in 2018, a no decision with AJ Styles. Are you fucking kidding me? A world-renowned dude from Japan. They're like, well, Michael is like very in tune. It's not Michael Hayes' fault. Oh, really? Because he's a senior producer, and you don't think hmm. he has a say in that shit? They're like, well, you we want to get political. I was like, dude... Come on, I tried out for NXT back in 2013, and I can tell you there are some people in WWE, I cannot mention more names, because I will get fucking shut off, because they have done that to me before on this show, believe me. They have more control over certain podcasts than you think. So, you, the guy, to the guy who, actually, let me rephrase it, to the fucker who said that Jim Cornette is, you like racism, no, dude, I'm mixed. How the fuck can I be
0: racist?
2: <clears throat> I, you know, I'm just saying, not to create tension, but ne- you know, let's move forward. You know, let's just move forward. Okay, so moving on, you know, Mania memories and shit. I think one of my favorite memories of WrestleMania 12, uh, the Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart Iron Man match. That was uh, the turning point in my because I was like eight years old when I watched it.
1: <laughs> oh man, oh yeah. And I can,
2: I can tell you from experience. Uh, one of the nicer dudes at an autograph table is Sean. And they said why? Uh, I go to all these things, and you're like, well, are you a Mark or are you a worker? I said. But we're all marks for somebody. I mean, you know, we can sit there, and we can sit here and play this game of tiddlywinks. But uh, my roommate,
0: yeah. well,
2: you're such, he's like, you're such a mark, and I was like, I wouldn't you know, use terms around me? Why? Because it incites the raids. Why? <laughs> you keep asking why? It's because, dude, it's SmackDown. down. What I tell this story, he starts laughing his ass. At SmackDown Live post WrestleMania, we were sitting in the audience, and I told this before. Um, guy said to his girl, "I'm sitting there listening to this bullshit, this nonsensical bullshit." Well, you know they the, oh they're beating the shit out of each other. Well, see they put the they separate the superstars. You know the babies stay with the babies and the heels stay with the heels. I turn and rip. I turned my head and snapped back and looked and said, "Is like should I start paying you or Vince?" At that point my, It triggered me why Because like you're You're sitting there using terms And I said okay have you trained In professional wrestling at all Have you trained in a uh, wrestling ring Well have you actually yes I have yep. How long you've been around I said I oh, did. I started my career In 2009 Okay now, let me explain Something to you I have more respect for the men and women that have take, not just taken their lumps in the ring, but have stood there and bled, have uh, signed autographs when they were tired, when they were sick,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and they didn't want to be there. But, you know, wrestling, if you don't show up, you don't get paid.
1: What's your spot?
2: Yeah, and, well, his response was like, well, I'm just trying to, you know, no, what you're trying to do is trying to impress your girl she doesn't give two fucks. <laughs> and she turned right around and embarrassed the fuck out of him and said, no, he actually does bring up a valid point. I really don't. Damn. Dude, she didn't even care to watch the fucking match. She was just laughing at the whole time I was talking to her. So in other words, like, dude, I don't even fucking look. I just want to enjoy a show and and watch a match and without having to listen to people who don't know jack shit about the inner workings of the business, but they think they do. They you know watching uh, Dark Side of the Ring or they're uh, reading what uh, the dirt sheets are telling them is going to happen. And I'm like, well, so and so said this, so it must be true. And I'm like, great. I don't remember or recall the number one. Guy that you know starts and stirs up shit on the fucking dirt cheap. but I can tell you, he's not a bad dude. But what he did at WrestleMania 34 was complete and utter shit. Like he made predictions like, oh, so and so is going to be uh, the partner of Braun Strowman in the match with Cesaro and Sheamus, and I'm like, I don't get why you would, would you know, even spoil the outcomes because now that all that's going to do is propel Vince and the rest of the creative staff in WWE to go, hey, change it. Yeah. Oh, Meltzer. There it, is. there it is, Dave Meltzer. I like Meltzer as a person, but as as to what he does, it kills the illusion that what we do gives some of the idiots who actually believe this is real. I'm sorry for using that phrase, not really. But give the people who actually believe this shit is real and get all into I love all kinds of fans, don't get me wrong. But Meltzer enables the fucking know-it-alls to sit there and really, at this point, procure an illusion that, okay, this shit will actually happen, because this is, this is the common phrase that I hear in New York. Did you hear what Meltzer said? Nope, don't care. <laughs> Because that is the fucker who sat there and literally ruined WrestleMania 34 for me and the 78,000 people that sat there in that shithole known as the Superdome. I'm sorry. But it is a shithole.
1: <clears throat> a sinkhole.
2: I mean, the Superdome. Sorry.
1: <laughs> it's not mine?
2: Well, like, dude, it's fucking from the... You would think they would clean the shit up after Katrina. They really don't. They really did not clean up New Orleans at all. They claimed to be nice there. New Yorkers look like saints compared to them. Because I remember going wow. to the hotel after, after the event was over, and I was trying to call an Uber, okay, and I wanted to go to the hotel to charge my phone. Well, one of the securities that was there said, hey, you know, I'm just going to use the restroom. And I said, what are you doing here? I said, I'm using the restroom. I'll be back, and I look, and my phone is unplugged. I said, did you touch my phone? The dude literally was shoving me out the door. I said, touch me again. I'm going to knock your ass out. Oh, what? And then he's like, well, uh, I'm going to knock your ass out. I said, dude, I'm going to fucking fair warn you. I'm bipolar. I'm not medicated right now. So I said, I understand I said, he goes, You are going to call the police. I said, well, I'll call the police, all right, too, because this is bullshit. He goes, well, you can't stay on a property unless you're part of the hotel. Do you know how much mm. people say, well, if you don't like New Orleans, then, you know, why did you bother coming? I was like, well, I had another bad experience at WrestleMania in 30 um, where a waitress, I got her fired for this. She charged me more than my tab was because we got into an argument over – Professional wrestling And I said Well I know it's not real You know You could be a little bit nicer And she goes Well you need to quit Being a little bitch You know That this guy did Olympic wrestling And I said No one gives a fuck Because you're obviously Working as a waitress That'll do And she didn't Dude she didn't like that And so Yeah You can get You can get fired For adding your own gratuity You know what this bitch did She added $64 $64 on the fucking tab. So I called the place because I wrote down the phone number. was like, I know this bitch is going to try and pull something. And I was like, like, look, I keep my money. I'm very good at keeping my money, okay? That's one thing I actually keep track of. I'm very disorganized with other stuff. But when it comes to money and someone fucking with it, I sat there <laughs> called her supervisor and said, hey, you know it's illegal to trump up your own gratuity, right? When the person didn't even... Agree to do it. I said, look it up, and she wrote yeah. "What was her name?" I, I even wrote her name down, dude. To in, in the whole nine. So my experience with New Orleans, like the first time, wasn't so good. The second time, it wasn't all bad. I shouldn't, you know, list all the negative shit that, that goes on. Um, we went to take over New Orleans, and we were like arm lengths away from Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it was. No, dude. It was fun. It was it's like my experiences aren't all. I said this and they said that. Sounds like Jerry Springer. And Maury Povich had a love child, you know. Um, but in all honesty, like going to Mania, like it's Mania weekend, and I miss going to WrestleCon because they actually have like um. I think Sammy Callahan has a few. Yeah, he has a wrestling revolver on all three days, and it was during the daytime. Mm-hmm. So you can see wrestling if you paid for your ticket, see the show in the same auditorium. It's a lot of fun, and then uh, they have autograph tables where you pay online to reserve them. Go the day of, and you can. I, okay, let's see. Great Muda. Let's see. here. Um, Trish Stratus, Lita. There was a lot of names that I. Okay, let's see here. Scott Hall, Stone Cold, Steve Austin. Um, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels the WrestleCon they're actually cheaper So for fans wondering If there's anything cheaper than access When they do finally get to Go past capacity or At capacity um, One word of the wise WrestleCon is a lot cheaper Really? Yeah because you'll be paid uh, sixty dollars to for all day pass, and you have to pick which day it is. And then they give you a wrist a wrist bracelet like you're going to a concert. And then you can uh you can sometimes just go up, go to the ATM and get cash if you didn't sign up online and just pay the Superstar that way. Um, so it's you know it is what it is. So you have to be careful, folks. Um, who you pick because, like I said earlier. If it's Edge or Kofi, they they say cut off time is cut off time. You better show your ass up early. That's all I gotta say. I mean, it's plain and simple. They're not all they're not all bad because I um I've gotten Big E's autograph, Kevin Owens. Uh, that's because it's all accessible it's in New York. So, <laughs> um, and not everything's where I live. Just to clarify that for one fan, he just does everything in New York. I wish. <laughs> <'Cause, Mother. laughs> Not everything's in New York, Like there's, there's shows, dudes, that are local, you know, like, where Luke is, I'm sure they have Memphis, Nashville, Knoxville, Tennessee is, like, full of rich tradition, you know, and history, and uh, not just Jerry Lawler, you know, there's the fabulous Freebirds, the Von Eriks, that have, have gone through where Luke is, because I had a fan ask, like, well, if Luke, you know, is there... I was like, he doesn't live in Knoxville, and I don't know where he lives when I'm not a stalker. The guy just literally asked, um, I bet you he and
1: Kane, I was like, I'm sure he's met Kane, I don't know. Not physically, I've met him from a distance at a ballpark show. Hey, and that's the thing, like, uh we've gotten
2: a question on Instagram saying, like, I wonder if he's close to Knoxville, I was like, dude, I don't not a very
1: I've I've okay, met I'm... Dr.
2: Tom Pritchard times now. Oh you have?
1: Pritchard.
2: Nice. you know he goes up and I don't know if he how well when they had the Super camps at Monster Factory going, I know that he was a guest and they were running drills, I believe. Pritchard... Oh wait There's two Pritchard There's Bruce And then there's Tom
1: You Tom, met Tom, Dr. Tom
2: Okay Oh cool You met Dr. Tom Good guy Very nice
1: Very um, good I guy
2: I'm wondering Luke Have you uh, I know you heard of Wes Thatcher right Yeah Cause he He was giving advice and I gotta ask you this You know like have you ever gone up against a guy where the lock up was a bit like, Hey, hey man, watch it? And I have you have you encountered that yet? No, not not
1: personally, no. That's good. <laughs>
2: have you uh okay, so my next question to you would be have you ever taken a
1: move and you just you're like, Oh
2: man, I'm gonna feel that in the morning.
1: Oh yes. Multiple times. Like, have you ever said to yourself, Jesus Christ, man, I shouldn't have taken the bump
2: tag streamer"? was like, oh, maybe I should have eased up.
1: <laughs> should have moved, yeah. There's a couple. There's definitely a couple of them. There was one time at a spot show in Gladeville that uh, I got shot into the corner, and I was supposed to just take the buckle and feed out, you know? And so my chest actually hit the buckle, and it propelled my head forward. And so our we don't we don't have the pretty the pretty rings. And the, the turnkey for the rope is exposed. The metal is. And so I smashed my nose as I hit my chest on the on the turnbuckle <laughs> and just flopped back and I broke my entire nose. I mean, it was sideways. It was very, very extremely painful. And all I heard, because, of course, my eyes were watering and shit. All I heard was, you know, some, the next move and shit, Spinebuster. That's all I heard. <laughs> and that's the, that's the only way I knew where I was. But I mean, other than that, I haven't had anything crazy, anything. The first time I took a superplex, that was an experience.
0: That's okay,
2: so we're uh, okay, <sighs>
1: so, Were you the guy giving the superplex? Uh huh. Uh, the first time, no. I don't believe so. Second time, yeah.
2: Well, I mean, because a lot of people ask this question to us as workers, like, does a suplex hurt? Does, you know, uh, how do you guys lock? And you know, like, if you're curious, kids, up in the ring, we'll show you.
1: Yes, it hurts.
2: Because the dude just asks, he's like, so what does hurts worse, the suplex or the? Dude, if you do a suplex wrong, if you do any move that you're not trained to do, I suggest like not doing it because are you, are you new, dude? Are you new in wrestling? Is that why you're asking the question? He, he literally was saying like, well, my trainer says, your trainer says what? If you're not sure, don't do it. Yeah. That's, that's very wise, dude. Because if you're doing, let's say a simple leg drop and you fucking land wrong, you could break a dude's jaw depending on the weight. You could, right. like, snap the dude's neck if you – whatever leg style leg drop you're doing. Also, when you're locking up, it's – let me answer this question. If you're locking up and you do it stiff, I don't really care because I'm short-ass motherfucker. But if I'm tall and you lock horns with me a certain way, like, if you do the collar elbow tie-up and uh, you slap the back of my neck, we're going to be having words – <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> He just that's asked fun. What if I He goes, the Guy said I was stiff When I was doing lockup I said that's not A good thing Because if I'm a veteran And I've already You know I've been through Certain systems before Dude I was at the Old performance center Actually it's not old But I call it Old performance center Because They'll tell you Like Okay You're on a model Like runway And you have a minute And 30 seconds to tell not, it's not just Hunter People, That's the misconception about the performance energy. I have to answer this question sometimes When you get to the PC Dude you are in front of Matt Bloom You are in front of Sarah Amato You are in front of Norman Smiley And not just them but you're in front of like 12 different scouts and agents And you have a minute and 30 seconds To tell the world Who you are and why your gimmick And what works and where you came from And what the origin of your character is And Yes condensed amount of time so if you want my advice on how you can get to the PC, work really hard, look a certain way, look for what they're looking for, do your research, work out every day because if you're mad, if you're fat and out of shape, you're not going to be like Bronson Reed who is amazing, by the way, for a big dude. But let me tell you something. It doesn't matter what size you are. You have to be in shape. If you're in, not just WWE, NWA, Impact, so on and so forth. Um, right. Even independent wrestling, like lift weights, eat right. Your job as a worker is to look good. So to answer your question, dude, about going to the performance center, um, let me explain this to you. You have to be next level shit. You cannot be stammering, stuttering around saying, oh, you know, I'm going to be the next champion. The fuck you are, because there's a hundred (laughs) fuckers that are going to sit there and say, I'm going to be the next champion. What makes you different? Basically, yeah. you can be unique as you want to be, but you better follow your ass back in line and do what uh, Hunter or Vince or any of the roadie, or road agents tell you because, I you, Brian James and them are not going to sit there, Michael Hayes for that matter too, and they're not going to sit there and be empathetic towards you if you don't know what the fuck you're doing at the level you are. So right. to answer to answer that question, yes, like – when you go to the PC, it's going to be intimidating. So are you going to the PC, or what's the deal?
1: Okay. I don't that's, know. <laughs> that's just... It's,
2: you know, like... Uh, that's not um, up to me. The that dude, well, the, well, the dude uh, that is asking the question was asking me, or not, like, I like, uh, consider going, because I've been in the independence for... He's like, been, you've been in the independence for eight years? Dude, then pull the fucking trigger and go. Is your trainer saying you can go? Better than go. I'm not going to sit here and tell you you can or cannot. It's up to you. I'm sorry, Luke, for taking so much time and psycho babbling. Um, let's see what else. Okay. So I'm going to go down a list of uh, current workers that I I know. Let's see here. Well, you probably are. Mm-hmm. Dude, my roommate's like, go down the list of NXT I was like, no <laughs> No
1: No Don't
2: <laughs> I would, Okay, let me go down main roster And we'll just chit chat about each one What they bring to the table Which is something different I haven't done on Off the Rails Uncensored In quite some time So I'm going to start at, uh, Let's see here Wow uh, I don't know if you've seen any of her work, maybe just a little bit. But let's start with uh, Ruby Riot.
1: Um, I don't, I don't, I haven't watched her work, but I do enjoy her. And and
2: uh, let's see if I can go down. Okay, what about Naomi? Um, I haven't
1: watched Naomi. What about Sasha? I like Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks is really good. Okay.
2: Um, what about her opponent for WrestleMania? What do you think of her?
1: Who was her opponent for WrestleMania again? Bianca Belair. Uh uh, She's one of Tennessee's favorite children. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't watched most of them, man. I'm just being quite honest with you. Okay, so between, uh, between between the work at USA and my work, work, I just, I don't have time to watch a whole lot.
2: That's understandable Hey you're more. Hey it's okay dude um, My roommate was just being an ass And he's saying "Well, you just go to the list of NXT I was like You fucker He doesn't watch NXT It's okay um, <laughs> And he's like Well then What do you have him on the show for? I was like dude He's not as big into NXT as we are but okay Let me just list some um, Known wrestlers Randy
1: Savage Same Icon Absolute icon.
2: You know, one of the favorite things ever that I heard of Dark Side of the Ring from Jake the Snake was one of the things that I learned about working with Randy was I had to hold him back because he just wanted to do too much. And and I was like, wow, I would love... They're like, you're nuts I go, yeah, there's some wrestlers that are dead right now That I would have loved to work Because I'm nutcase, that's just me I would have loved to work Brian Tillman Before the injury I would have loved to work Randy Savage Because the man was just Dude, that dude was more than a crowd pleaser That dude Literally
0: Uh,
2: Pulled you in from the minute he walked Before he walked out the curtain In interviews To the minute he walked out The curtain started working yeah. Fucking work.
1: Immediately had your attention.
2: Always. Always dig the madness what I'm going to tell you. Yep. <laughs> I just, I love gimmicks that are absolutely off the wall, batshit, insane, crazy. Like Eddie Guerrero, they're like, he wasn't that crazy. I said, yes, he was.
1: Okay, he was, he but
2: this-
1: it, it wasn't, like, crazy, crazy.
2: It wasn't Crazy Crazy, okay, so I'm don't. I'm not i not going to ask him that question. Somebody literally just, okay, fine, I will. Chris Benoit.
1: Mm, let's move on.
2: Yep, that's what I was going to say. Um, let's see
1: here, Vader. I like watching Vader. Vader, oh, my God, I couldn't believe the first time I saw him moonsault. I was like, Jesus Christ.
2: Ow. The dude for a big guy his size To do the moves that he did I mean you can't You can't ask for a better Heel than Vader
1: Oh Jeez Especially the matches With him and Flair I'm just like Oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. I want to commend
2: You know Oh there's another one we can okay, So Rick what about Rick
1: Rick Flair Mhm one of the all-time greatest guys I love, I love to watch his character, his charisma, his moveset it was just it was it was simple but it told such a crazy good story I think
2: a lot of people misunderstand like this is all Rick has ever known since the mid 60s and yeah. really, I think if people would understand Rick, it sounds something like this. It's more than just Richard. Like they said on ESC in 30 for 30, Shawn Michaels said he does not know the difference between there's Richard Flair and then there's Rick Flair.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. I know you know these people. Trish? Trish Stratus?
1: Yeah. Do you think that she was the best life female life. for her time? Yeah. Used to watch her and Mickey James a lot as a kid.
2: I met Mickey. She... You know what's funny, dude? I used to work in security at LaGuardia. she came come through the airport and I looked at the receipt and I go, no fucking... no flipping fucking way. That comes Mickey James. But... oh. Yeah, man. She was a great person. She's like, "Can I have my license back?" And I go, "Sure." She goes, "Thank you." because uh, I had a mark out moment. I'm like, "Oh my god, Thank you, James." When well, she's yeah, uh, of course,
1: yeah. Uh, you know. Um,
2: so let me see here.
1: Lita, what do you think of Lita? Badass, really, really badass girl.
2: I think most people remember her for a few things. One of those things was, if I remember correctly, the main event with her and Trish, and she did the dive oh. to the outside, and she
1: clonked her neck really bad. Uh, oh, my she, God. Like, I rewatched that the other day. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Oh. I always – you know, it's funny, dude,
2: about Lita. When I went to see her at uh, Mania 35's WrestleCon, she was actually nicer than Trish. Trish was like a mom. <laughs> she was knacky. Does it put, are you going to put that in a plastic sheet? You know you got to put it in a plastic sheet or else it's going to fade. I was like, all right, <laughs> mother. God. Scott Hall – okay, I'm going to mention the next two in my mind, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash.
1: Well, that's a really, really interesting timing. We're supposed to have Kevin Nash at our upcoming ballpark show, so I'm going to hopefully get to meet him, and then I'll tell you about him if we do another podcast. Well, uh,
2: (laughs) we are definitely doing another podcast, or you help boost my fucking numbers. And me being honest, folks, this kid right here, I tell you, is he's the, help me get right over seven thousand. Like it was nobody's business. Like we was going over I ninety five with no flipping traffic, which would be a miracle. <laughs> uh, but uh, let me explain this to you. Is okay, Kevin Nash. If you think I did this for the money, you were probably right. He said that at his <sighs> Hall of Fame speech, and I, you know, can't fault the man. He's seven feet tall, and I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say it, Vinny. I ain't gonna fucking say it. I, I'm not gonna say that little rat with a freaking earring piece from the 1990s. What he says, Nuh-uh. mm mm. You are not getting me to say it, even if you tell me what my favorite food. Mm-mm. Well. I ain't saying the little rat phrase, dude. No, please don't make me turn into evil Enzo. It's it's kind of funny when I do, though. It's like, Bada who? Bada what? I don't care. How's it going? It's like, grab the microphone and drop it because I'm going to move, walk back all over that ass. How's it going? Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Let's see here. Oh. Dude, I so wish. You know what? We should all give Luke a homework assignment, shall we? A wrestling assignment. He needs to watch NXT. Yes, because the early days are much better than now. I tell you, he's busy with USA and whatnot. He's got time to watch Lita and Trish wrestle each other's because, you know, they're awesome competitors and such. But if you go back, dude, to 2013-14 when it first came on, my God... The workers you see now, like Zayn, Cesaro, Rollins, Reigns, uh Ambrose ain't there anymore as Moxley. But when oh, he, I was there, uh, dude, when I, I was there, it, like, the damn. class w- <clears> that Oh, well, dude, for sure, like, if you watch on YouTube or if you... Even just a match, just a match, like Samoa Joe versus Finn Balor or Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens, um... The style of match that Finn Balor can put on is, fuck, it's like a crescendo. It's the perfect fucking beginnings, you know, soft first, and then then it picks up, and then you know, at the end of his match, you're like, wow, it's that, it's that damn good, and so I said to myself, I need to give Luke, uh, Cool Hand Luke here, you know, an assignment, if
1: you will, to...
2: Watch a match per day. You don't have to watch the whole entire fucking history of NXT because that's about, ooh, seven years' worth. Actually, longer than that. Um, it used to be a reality show. And then it turned into, uh, hey, you know, we're actually live, we're NXT. And then in Brooklyn, it was the funniest thing ever. Hunter said, before we start this shit, he goes, uh, I'm gonna ask all of you to be quiet Like oh shit did I really just ask Brooklyn to be quiet <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like yeah You, you fuck you just asked The loudest bunch and uh, Rowdiest bunch of fuckers In the whole wide world to be quiet At Barclays Center Nuh-uh. Dude, There was like a sellout crowd It was like 16,724 People in, in Barclays Center For like uh they even had a dark match, and people were even up in the air for that. It was that crazy. And yes, people, I'll be up in air to you know go to a wrestling show. Hell, I don't give two fucks. I will you gladly. Yeah, dude, I will gladly go to, to a wrestling to show. You need to come to the ball. Definitely, oh, bro. Exactly. exactly. Okay, so whenever you have the booking, my friend, give me a time to go see you because. I will be okay. I went. I'm spacing this shit out so that I'm the, not going
1: to get in trouble. The ballpark. The ballpark show is May eighth. May eighth, huh? Yes, sir. Hmm.
2: May eighth, you say? I do I say. We got thunder-, in the park. thunder
1: Rosa. Yes,
2: sir. I'm not going to download the calendar Why do I have to Oh this fucker I just want to My phone Let me see here Okay let me look May 8th is a Saturday
1: Yes sir
2: And And Tennessee Let's see I'm going request That's like a month ahead of time So I'm going to Oh wait I have a wedding for the next day on the ninth in oh. Kansas City with uh my best friends. They're getting married. But uh I uh <laughs> I would love to know you crazy fuck. I'm not driving from New York to Tennessee. Holy shit, that's a long drive. <laughs> but I will be willing to do for real though, if you got any other shows in the summer, let me know.
1: Oh, we'll have plenty Trust me. We'll, we'll good, have plenty.
2: because I wanna well my friend's like Can we meet this I said yes we can We're gonna be the attraction though Because our accents Will give us away It doesn't matter <laughs> He doesn't care
0: <laughs> What do you mean
2: <laughs> Dude for real If he comes here If one southern twang Y'all And every girl Is gonna turn their heads And go what If the same thing If we say the word fucker They're gonna know Exactly where we sure. come Y'all must be from New York Well or yeah. They, no the worst Dude the worst insult And this is a running joke The worst insult ever To ever say to one of us If you say Are you from Jersey I hear your accent Are you from Jersey Fuck you <laughs> I heard that one time When someone asked if I was from Boston I'm like no They are thick Okay there's a level of thickness Alright There's Philly Then oh. there's New York and depending on what borough you're from, it, you can hear it. All right, and yeah. uh, okay. So if you're from Boston, Boston, they <laughs> want They really New Jersey and Boston are the thickest accents. Car, you want to go see the car, right? I don't think. And some people that try to attempt to do our accents. I don't know. They're like accents, my, my friends have any accents I think we talk sexy, that's what I think Because like, I think you talk retarded But that's you know, a different story <sighs> uh, So anyhow um, As I was going down the list of stars That I did Well this is going to be fun Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart
1: Oh, uh, A favorite of mine to watch just for the All the chaos And all the All the crazy stuff That went on
2: So if you had to pick one Which one would you choose?
1: Oh Bret Hart
2: He's more of Is it the technical style? style? Yeah Yep yeah, I figured <laughs> anyway, Yeah choose? It's like I like both But here's what I'm gonna say I like both But you know if I had to pick one that was more entertaining, you know, as uh, Jim Cornette described, more gymnastic, his stuff was more pretty, and Brett was the technical guy. And, you know, sometimes in wrestling, it's like a duet. You pair, uh, pair a group of guys up, and they just magically, you know, work well together, and I agree with that. Yeah. So, um, oh, here's a name. Uh, this name always gets thrown up in my shows. I'll finally throw it out there.
1: CM Punk, love him. One of the influences of my generation, most definitely.
2: You know what I I miss Punk on TV. Here's why. That man knew how to push the envelope. Yes, he wasn't the front office's favorite guy, but. You know, it's that with Ray Mysterio where he's like, if I if I win this match, then you have to take off your mask, and if if I lose this match, and you get to shave my head. And when he was like, no. uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite things he did, dude, when he was the Straight Edge Society with Serena Deeb and um, I forget who else. I love I just loved it because no matter what he said, it would pull the crowd it would irritate the fuck out of them. And they're like, do you like your team? I'm like, no, dude, look. Look, when he he sat there and held the show hostage, that was brilliant. Because Hunter, you know, him, I don't care what people say. They're like, do they have personal beef with one another? I don't know. I don't like playing politics. All I know is that both Triple H and both CM Punk, and that brings me to the next one, Triple H, Hogan, and Sting. Yeah. Uh, out of those three, like which name growing up stood
1: out to you more than anybody else? During my generation, it would have been Triple H. He would have been he would have been world champion right around the time I started watching, which was. I think it was like 2004, 2005 is when I could like first start remembering like the matches and everything like that.
2: Luke, I don't mean to pry, but uh, just for the listeners and perspective, like, uh, how old are you?
1: I'm 22 years old.
2: Okay, that explains it because um, if you just said, you know, Triple H was the era that you started watching, I was like, Yeah. Right around WrestleMania twenty, I believe, is
1: when you said he was world champion.
2: But two thousand four, yeah. two thousand five. Okay.
1: He was world he was world champ when I started watching. And he was on Raw. Okay. Yeah, back when they had the evolution. Wow,
2: that was not nice. My one fan was like, "That wasn't nice," and I said, "Dude, it's okay. You know, you, you can love or hate it. It's up to you. I don't care. Um, you know, uh-huh. this is wrestling, so." It is what it is, uh-huh. folks. So, um, <laughs> it's twenty-two. Wow, I I didn't. Yeah. I don't, one of the late folks was like, "Well, don't you pay attention to his Facebook?" No, I'm not a cyber stalker. You idiot! Jesus Christ.
0: I'm gonna, yeah, man, like I don't Why don't
2: you pay to. attention to his page Like seriously <laughs> People that go around like Do you know what age he is you know because like uh, It would be important to know his age I'm like okay I think I'm going to bring that up During the show but in a nice In a nice way you know Just be like so Luke, yeah. By the way uh, eligible bachelor Are you you know how old are you oh, Come on dude um okay. This one gets batted around a lot of wrestling fans, but Stone Cold, Steve Austin or The Rock.
1: Oh my god. Shit. Um I favor more towards Austin. It's the redneck. I'm I'm sorry. I love the redneck. No, rock, you're fine, but Austin is just, that was the dude in the South. Like, that was the dude. I like the fact that, like, I
2: remember when I was, living, you know, like, we were, my family and I, okay, we went to go all these wrestling things when I was a kid. And I remember so badly wanting to go to the show in silly because it's not that far, right? And I remember watching the beer truck moment. I and mean, that was like, my God, dude! I during the Attitude Era of wrestling, like I, you could barely get seats. And most of the events before they had Barclays, dude. Uh, there was the Manhattan mm-hmm. Civic Center, which doesn't seat a lot of people. But then you know, they'd use Madison Square Garden, and they would sell out like literally every time. So I remember. Seeing a show where Stone Cold comes out, you could just—it was so loud you could barely hear yourself. Wow. Uh huh. And the tickets, you had to go like the eight weeks before they showed up just to get decent seats. And I remember, like, I went to a show when I was visiting Kansas City. I was at the show, a the pay-per-view, if you will. Uh, that Owen Hart died.
1: Oh, man. And,
2: um, yeah, dude, uh, the thing that annoys me most about Owen's death is watch Dark Side of the Ring, and I hear his wife talk about it, and she's a nice lady. I love her to death. But when you sue a city because they cheered your husband getting out of it, they didn't, Kansas City did not know that Owen had died. So technically, I can understand she's a grieving widow. And they, they told her not to pursue um, a lawsuit against Vince McMahon and the city of Kansas City. Well, she did anyways, and she won. She won a grand total of $2.5 million okay, from the city of Kansas City um, for the unwrongful termination of her husband via death, and she sued Vince McMahon for uh, not checking, you know, the harness, um, which is supposed to be a pull apart. Um, it wasn't even safe for an infant to be in that thing and yet they put Owen Owen was, you know, going up and down, up and down and um all day long my trainer, uh it was by the name of Scott Vita, who owned the Monster Factory in Kansas City, by the way, it's no longer around, but he uh he said he went to the back and he asked uh this is a really nice thing and I know a lot of people hate this but I've met the man twice, okay? And I can tell you this from experience. Vince asked the boys, do you want to continue the show? And Jeff Jarrett and then stood up and said, yes. Owen would have wanted it that way. And I thought, you know, wow, here I'm thinking Vince McMahon must be an asshole, he must be a prick, he must be the biggest douchebag you ever can think of. No. When I met him in 2013, um... Let me explain this to you. He doesn't like to bullshit. He just gets straight to the point. He's very old school. Hunter will shake your hand. Is also kind of old school. Um, and he will go over what needs to be done and, you know, what needs to be taken care of. That's the honest god's fucking truth. So, like, back in the Attitude Era, you know, speaking of, you know, Triple H, The Rock, Stone Cold... I've met Stone Cold in person. Dude has meat hook for hands. Like, he has meat hook for hands. And uh, um, a friend of mine, we took a picture, and we're dwarves, man, compared to eight six five. He's huge. Oh, wow. Um, uh, the Rock, I've met once. Um, just by was working out at the same gym that I was staying at a hotel. And he goes, are you working out? And uh, I didn't know what to say because I – well, I have a social disorder folks so called Aspergers, and if I don't know a person, even if it's the Rock, I tend to clam up. And he's like, "It's okay. What's you know what's the deal?" And I said, "I don't." And he goes, "Are you okay?" And I said, "I kind of froze, and I was like, I just never met a big star before." And he goes, "Oh well, you know it's okay. You want an autograph? Do you want a picture, my man? What do you want?" Nicest guy in the whole wide world He asked, why are you so nervous I have Asperger's And I don't Like if it's a large group of folks Like I tend to If I don't like the situation I will just clam up and not say a word And My friends know that if it gets too much For me I start having anxiety So They're like well how could you be a wrestler How could you be a manager And I said look Wrestling is a passion. It's not a yeah. hobby for me. And uh, I said for anyone who's involved in professional wrestling, let me explain this to you. If you think that it's a fucking nine-to-five, then you're in it for the wrong reasons. And outside of the list, dude, I want to ask you a personal question. Like When you get on to like your third, fourth year and... Or whenever, you know, because I know that people are like, well, wrestling can't be a career. you got to have a side, you got to have a backup plan. Yes, he knows this. But I'm going to ask you something personal, Luke. Like, your main goal, obviously, is to be on a bigger stage. Of course. Do you think, yeah, do you think that, you know, going through the training that you're going through right now, do you have in your mind that this shit will eventually pay off?
1: I try to keep it as instilled as possible. And some some weeks are a lot harder than others. It it depends on what's going on. Um I don't know, it's it's different coming from nothing and then being thrown into this sort of crazy position.
2: It's just craziness You can't believe it Like what's the You're just trying to like Fathom like oh man I'm actually doing What I grew up watching
1: Yeah it's more
2: Of the realization like
1: Holy shit like I'm actually doing it Like here we go
2: So I know I've mentioned Several times Because i mentioned this to everyone And anyone who will listen if you see Brutal Bob's name on the list, or Danny Cage even says, book me. He goes, I won't. As long as you pay for my travel and my hotel, I will gladly pass on some knowledge. This is the same guy that trained under Pretty Boy Larry Sharp. Um, Brutal Bob Evans, I do not know who he trained under, but he was, he's was he been involved in WWE before. Um, he's been involved in the Ring of Honor. Um, He's been involved in a lot of stuff You say Brutal Bob's name Lucas, I'm telling you You need to go see this guy Guy has wonderful advice And can tell you You know, in a positive manner Like what you need to improve upon Why are you doing this Always says one common phrase He says, treat the audience Like you are serving them You know, as a waiter Like do you want good tips Or do you want just like a minimum You know Tip or do you want them to remember you by You know all that stuff so I'm telling you dude like On the real I like you a lot Man I think that Those two guys could Actually benefit you no matter whom dude You're a good sponge you soak up everything You listen you're a nice dude I haven't even met you in person yet But I consider you a nice dude What I'm going to tell you next Is like when Monster Factory opens Its doors up for a camp sign up For that shit right away all right, Because I'm going to tell you You want the honest to blunt answer? Danny Cage is your man He's a good, he's like, why the hell is he, you know I was like, dude, I believe, like I realized something, man When I went to their camp I am not as, you know I'm not the shit like I thought I was and so I decided to step out of wrestling and realize, okay, hey, maybe this isn't for me, maybe I should be an agent, maybe I should be something else. Mm. And what really made me smile was like they were very welcoming, they were very open. They you know, they have kids there that have made it to Ring of Honor. Um, so any impartial not like He has random people like Rudy Gonzalez, the trainer of Daniel Bryan, showed up. Um, Les Thatcher showed up. Uh, Gerald Briscoe at one point showed up there. Uh, Michael Capetta. Like big names from WCW, WWE, ECW show up. It's not just Mm -hmm. because they show up, but the the knowledge that they can impart to you as a worker. And you're only 22, man. You got your whole fucking life out of you. I'm fucking 33, about to be 34. And on a podcast, mind you, you know, trying to get people to come on my show and, you know, better the logo and, you know, do different things on Instagram and Twitter to get an audience and shit. I'm telling you, like, a not a plea, but, like, pay attention to the dates when Danny says, hey, I have a super camp coming up. Anybody is welcome. You know, you can stay at the factory. You can... I don't think he offers a hotel, but, like, you know, you can... You can learn, soak up knowledge, tour and have a damn good time because the the experience of going there, dude, is the best. And I'll tell you right now, if you get out of Tennessee and go out east, who knows? I mean it may it may work, it may not, but it's better worth trying than not trying at all.
1: Never know. We'll just We'll just have to see in the future if I get, if I get a green light or not, or if COVID ceases up and we start being able to have big shows elsewhere. I think, dude, like it's slowly but surely getting there. But the, they
2: keep saying on the news the numbers and you know whatnot. Folks, I know this is not a political shit, but I like Luke. He's a cool dude, um, but. What I'm going to say to you to wrap things up um, Is Not only is this dude fucking personal uh, Not only Is he humble About shit But if you see some of his work It's going to sound something like this Eventually you might be Seeing his name on a marquee somewhere Eventually you might see him headline Not only Madison Square Garden But maybe you know, arenas locally local is going to be a... He's not just going to be a big deal. He's going to be somebody. Trust me when I say this. I say that about certain people, and I mean about certain people. When I say it about this dude, yes, this dude is going to go places. He may, not, he may not think it in his head, but if you take the necessary steps to better yourself and to keep learning, get your name out there, and if word spreads around about you, you do it right, he's going to, you know, he's eventually... Not eventually. He will be one of those big-name stars. And I don't care if some say, oh, he's just a mid-card. Well, you know, it's better to be mid-card than it is to be nothing.
1: Hey, as long as my house is paid for, I'm all cool with it. I mean, it doesn't... Yeah,
2: exactly. Like, if you have a house, if you have a car, and you have a a good life ahead of you and you're happy, and you're not just content, but you always want to improve. That's what I like about this kid, man. He's very... Like, he's not the asshole that sits there in the back of the locker room and thinks, oh, well, I'm content. I know Luke wants to get out and do bigger and badder things. Just We're kind of limited right now on what what can be done or what, where he can go. So that's just that. But uh, like I said, I like you, dude. I think that, you know, I definitely want you on my show more often, you know, here and there. So I will definitely keep in contact with you. Because I like your attitude I like your MO um, I always have a blast And I've only been having you on twice now On, my sh- on two different shows
1: um, And
2: he did help me with numbers Because the reach went up the fucking roof I'm like wow For one guest I had yeah. 129 people That were reached right And I had engagements Ooh. with these posts, So it's like I'm like let me tell you something Back I have in- been doing this Yeah for six Actually, no, since 2016 when I took over the show. And I've had guests on this show that irked me. I've had guests on this show that were drunk. boo boo <laughs> <laughs> I challenged Ricochet. I hate that motherfucker. Fuck him. He remembers saying that. Yeah. I messaged him today. He remembers saying that. He goes, oh, yeah, I wasn't drunk. Yeah, you were. <laughs> he goes, okay, who cares? <laughs> No, dude, it was hala- it was uh, hilarious because he's like, I don't recall being drunk, but he's like, but I was uh, drinking while ta- uh, being on the show. I said, so you were sober while drinking. That makes little to no damn sense, but I love the dude because he's fucking hilarious. Two, I've had, you know, people on my show that um, I guess were not interested enough. That's fine. Three, whoever comes on this show, love you, hate you. You were on my show. Thank you. <laughs> That's kind of the weirdest outro ever for uh, "Off the Rails" uncensored, but it is close to. It is close to midnight, and I think the. I couldn't fit Nashville in the title. Sorry about that, Luke. But Memphis's favorite <laughs> song sounded better, right? <laughs> well, so, man, I'm getting a little we- to we- with it. Yeah, so we thank Luke for uh, joining us on the show today. Before you go, though, is there any kind of shout-out send-offs that you want to give to the audience that's listening right now?
1: Um, Everyone that's listening right now, just thank you so incredibly much for tuning in and the ones that are still remaining listening. I know those are the ones that are really like that have my back right now, and I, I wish I could know who those people were. But just thank y'all, and God bless y'all. All right. So uh, thanks, Luke,
2: for being on my show again and agreeing to this craziness. And it does say in the title, let me see, Memphis's favorite son joins in on the madness for <laughs> sure. off-the-rails uncensored. <laughs> I wish, as much as my uh, poor-ass Randy Savage imitation is, Um <laughs> I got to go, folks, because good old Brian Rails has to work in the morning at a substation and listen to tourists jibber-yabber about the virus and all those political agendas. It's lovely. Um, But I will get to (laughs) listen to my show because I have time to edit. uh, Well, I don't have time to edit. That's a lie. I have time to put this shit on uh, Instagram, which is Wrestle underscore radio. Also, the Twitter, which is at Brian Rails 05 on Twitter. Uh, Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook com And also On Brian Rails On Facebook So if y'all want to catch Luke You can catch him, Luke Cage on Facebook Check out his work on YouTube And uh, Instagram
1: Luke What's your uh, Instagram It's uh, Luke Underscore Cage Underscore 615 There y'all have
2: it Y'all ladies better not be throwing panties Like last time Oh my well, lord Y'all better not be throwing, you know, bras, panties, undergarments at Luke like y'all did the last time. Don't lie. Don't lie, because y'all know you did. Okay? Because you he did, he did get some attention from the ladies, okay? It's not a bad thing. It's just kind of funny.
1: <laughs> he did like
2: 20, it was like four messages after the show went off air. And it was like, so is he single? Because he's kind of cute. I was like, y'all looked up his Instagram, didn't you? The last time he said his Instagram, We well, all looked him on Instagram, he's cute. I'm like, Okay. Thanks. Now I gotta tell him in the next show. All right. That'll do it for <laughs> like if you wanna all tune in to the show, the show is free to download on iTunes. I have not yet found how to get my shit on Spotify, but if you wanna catch us on blogtalkradio.com, you can also do so and re listen to the episode. And uh, if you want to listen to the link, i have it on the links for you. Thanks, Luke. Uh, I will chat with you after we go off air. Um, We thank him for being on the show. And that'll do it for now. So, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Those bitches I gotta go to bed Gotta go to work Gotta go back on that grind All right? No, for real I do Dig it
0: Look in my eyes What do you see? The cost was closing
2: A cult of personality A cult of personality